Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. How are we tonight, church? Oh, that is good. Hey, I've uh, got a, a word tonight which I'm excited to, to bring. And, you know, I think that a role of a, a preacher or a pastor, I suppose, is to encourage um, myself and, I suppose, encourage you guys in your faith, encourage you guys in your relationship with God, and, I suppose, give, give us tools, I suppose, that we can apply to our life to continue to grow in that relationship that uh, Jesus Christ has for us. And um, tonight, this is a, a message that is kind of coming out of a, a place that, that God is encouraging me in at the moment, and that's through my Bible reading, and that's through knowing the Word of God. And um, it's so important that we do know the Word of God, because when we know the Word of God and we apply it to our lives, um, you know, I'm going to be talking about that tonight, but it, it's such a great thing. So I'm just going to pray, and um, I'm going to get into the Word. So uh, God, we just thank you so much for who you are. I pray for this Word tonight, God. I just pray that it's encouraging, Lord God. It, it's, it's challenging. It, it lifts us up, Lord God, and we leave this place excited, Lord God, to continue in this relationship with you. And I pray this in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. So tonight, I've, I've um, titled this message, Get the Job Done Right the First Time. Get the Job Done Right the First Time. So um, everyone loves Ikea, right? Said no one ever, right? Said no one ever. <laughs> no, no husband would ever say, honey, let's go to Ikea. <laughs> if you do, I'll pray for you after. Because, you know, my wife, she loves Ikea. She absolutely loves Ikea. Every time we go to Sydney, we have to go to Ikea. It doesn't matter where it is because I think there's three in Sydney now. So it's pretty lucky that, you know, you can get to three of them. And if one thing doesn't have it, you can go to the one at the airport or the one at Rhodes. And I think there's another one somewhere else. Mars and Park. Yeah, there's three of them. Thanks, Ikea. Yeah. Awesome. So pray God never bring one to Newcastle. In Jesus' name, I pray. Um. (laughs) <laughs> but she loves Ikea, and um, I'm sure other people in the house tonight do love Ikea, and I'm sure it's a good thing, but I hate it, okay? Um, I hate Ikea. I don't hate a lot of things in life, but I, um, I hate Ikea, and, and the reason why um, I hate Ikea is because the whole fundamental thing behind Ikea's marketing and this, this, is, this is true, that they feel that when you put the furniture together, you're doing them a favor, which means you're going to come back because you've built a relationship with them. That's seriously why you have to go and put it together yourself, because they've come up with this brilliant idea that if I put the furniture together for them, we've built this amazing relationship, and I feel so good about myself when this thing is finished, that I'm like, yes, let's do that again. It does not work, Ikea. Um... I don't like Ikea. I think the only good thing about Ikea is the $1 hot dogs. They are good. And the Swedish meatballs. They are great. Those Swedish meatballs are good. Thank you. Uh, are they Swedish? Switzerland? Is that, is that the same? Sweden. Sweden. Not, yeah, I get those two mixed up. But thank you for, for them. They're a great thing. But you know what? Ikea to me equals frustration <laughs> and um, a bit of hard work, uh, to be honest. I saw um, a few guys up here just the other day um, at our night service. I think Rob was up here and... 
I forget, who else was up? Oh, Greg Kent was up here as well trying to put together a flat pack. And uh, the first thing they did was they got the instructions and they threw them away. And um, that's the first thing they did, grabbed the instructions and threw them away. And uh, supposedly that's a manly thing to do, um, to get the instructions and throw them away. That's supposedly a manly thing to do. But, you know, when I get an Ikea flat box, uh, flat pack, like any good husband that sits in the land room for a few days, <laughs> just, and I just build up the strength to, uh, to, to open that thing up and uh, hope that it's all in there and uh, that I can put this thing together. And... Um, it takes me a few days sometimes to, to finish it. I, I usually, get them, usually get them done, and um, there's been a multiple that I've put together wrong, and um, usually just is down the front going, yes. Um, and it's usually because I used to get the instructions, be like, I know how to do this. This thing is easy. They're not. Um, and um, and we, we should, you should have come up and showed us how to do it. You would have painted it within the three minutes, decorated within three minutes. That's right. But tonight, I want to throw out the, pre- the, the premise that the Bible means, stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. You may have heard this before, but I want to throw out this idea that the Bible is actually the instructions that God have given to us to read this thing so that we can get through life and actually you know, look good at the end of it, and we actually get the job done right the first time and not have to be like... What's this bit left over? Or what does this thing do? There's always a bit of doubt left over. Doesn't matter if you follow it to a T. I actually put one together just the other day. We came back through, through Sydney after we went to Tasmania and we, we got a new toy box. And that thing is like perfect. The best one I've ever done. So I'm getting better. Um, so maybe Ikea, you're working. Maybe I'm feeling good about myself because it's... But anyway. Um, so don't invite me on an Ikea shopping trip, okay? I probably won't come. <laughs> Wife would love to. Um... So basic instructions before leaving earth. And if we follow the instruction um, manual that, that, that God has given us, I think sometimes um, in the stuff that we go through in life, we'll find that the situations and the circumstances and the stuff that we're going through maybe wouldn't take as long to get through or maybe take as long to get done if we actually open up the instruction manual and we read this thing, and we start to see what the plan and the purpose that God has for our life and the situations that we're going through in life um, is going to, I suppose, this is going to help us so much. And as I was saying before, you know, it's a manly thing to get this, uh, this instruction manual and to just throw it away. And for me, you know, I'm not a great reader, and I don't like following instructions um, because I'm a Gen Y, and Gen Y is... Usually, you know, I got told that when I was growing up that the, the um, speed signs were, they, they, they weren't, um, they're, what, do you, what do my dad say? They're advisory signs. I'm like, well, that's good. They're just advisory signs and I don't have to stick to them. He's like, no, 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 no. You meant to stick below them. You don't have to go the speed limit. Um, but anyway, um, I don't know why I went down the track. 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17. I said, all, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. God uses us, uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. What a great verse on what this thing is here for. 
And the Bible is here, and, and it's inspired by God. You know, I so believe that every word in this book is inspired by God, that it's just not a, a bunch of guys that got together and thought, oh, let's, let's write a book and, and, and encourage people in, in this, this fairy tale. But I so believe that this word here that's in my hand is, is, is God-inspired, God-breathed, and every word in it is alive, and it's for us, and it's for us to read and apply to our life. Amen? And, and it's so important that we get to that place. We don't have to understand everything in it, okay? We don't have to understand everything that's in this book. We can read stuff and not get it. That's okay. It doesn't mean, but it's not true. It doesn't mean that it's not relevant to our lives. But I think that's even more important for us, I suppose, to delve deeper into this thing and, and, and encourage our, our spirits and our, and, our, and our relationship with God, I suppose, to get closer th- to God through the Word of God. And as I said, this is something that, that God is challenging me with at the moment. So how many times in our life does a, a circumstance or a situation come up and we say to ourselves, I know how to fix that. <laughs> I've got this covered. I'll just go in and, you know, and I'll fix this thing. Men especially, we're fixers, right? Our wives have come to us with a problem and I've got an answer for it straight away. If it's, if it's the right answer or not. We, for me, guys, guys have answers and, and we like to fix things. We're fixers. But Sometimes in, in my life that I try to fix things and I don't actually go to the Word of God and I try to fix the thing and it doesn't actually get fixed the first time. And maybe it take a few times to go through and, and, and keep going and keep going and keep going. But I've found that when I go to the Bible and actually find out what God is saying in this thing about my situation, about my circumstance, I get through the thing and, and, and it actually helps me understand the thing that I'm going through. And, and, it, and it just supports me so much to um, you know, get through the other side. And I, um, I've written down a few things here tonight. I don't have heaps long to preach tonight. I've just got a few thoughts to bring tonight about the instruction manual that God has given to us to read and about why it's important for us to continue to get into it and, um, and, and read it. So point number one that I've got is that the Bible guides our choices. It actually guides our choices. That I, I've said this before, but I so believe the amount that we actually know the Bible directly relates to the choices that we make in life. That how much we know of this book determines the choices that we're making. Because we have no concept or no idea about what is in the book. We can just think that it's a good idea, or we can think that we should be doing something. But maybe the instruction manual is saying the completely opposite thing. That in uh, Psalm 119, if you didn't notice, the uh, biggest um, chapter in the Bible, or the biggest verse of book in the Bible, Psalm 119, if you read it, go to the, the longest scripture. Um, but it says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. That the word of God is actually, when we, when we read this thing, it actually illuminates our minds. It illuminates what, we're th- what we think and what we do and what we choose to do in our life. And it helps us get through life a lot easier. That it lights away and it opens our hearts and our minds to what is true, what is right, and, and what is godly in our lives, just like we read before. That the Word of God is something that actually is a light and a lamp to the choices and the life that we, that, and the choices that we're making in our life. You know, how often do we say, and I'm asking myself this question, how often do we say, well, what does the Bible say about that? <laughs> 
You know, how often do we actually say that? How often do we actually ask ourselves that question? What does the Bible, the instruction manual, the Word of God actually say about that? You know what? Google is amazing. Okay, you don't have to be able to, these days, navigate through this book and know every single verse off by heart like they did back in Jesus' day. You know, they used to have to learn the, the first five books of the Bible word for word. They had to know the Torah, the, the, the first five books word for word. We don't have to do that anymore. We've got a question. We can Google it, and we'll find a Bible verse. Seriously, do it. We're in the 21st century. Let's not make this hard for ourselves. Google is a good thing. You know, if you've got something that you're questioning in your life, how many times do we actually say, what does God say about this? And we're like, oh, I've never actually really delved really deep into the Bible, and I'll have no idea where to find the answer to that. That's okay, because someone else has done it for you, which is great. Seriously, it's a good thing. We can go onto Google, type in a question. We can actually see what, the, what God actually says about the situation. You know, maybe you just don't read the first thing, and, and, but look into it and actually do some research. What does God say about this in my life? When we're making choices or when we're going through something in life, do we go to God's Word and see what He has to say about it? And we just go to what we think is right and go with that. These are questions that I'm asking myself at the moment. I'm not an expert at this. But I want to encourage us to, as a, as a church and, and as Christians, to not neglect the Word of God. To not neglect the, the only thing that God has physically given us. Seriously, the only thing that He's physically given us on this earth is this book. They all look different. It's not necessarily this one. But they, we, the Bible is the only thing that he's physically given us. And I so believe he wouldn't have given it to us if he didn't want us to read it and to actually get into it. Because this is the way that I grow my relationship with Jesus Christ. This is the way that I find answers to problems and situations in my life. But when we start believing a lie and speaking a lie over our lives, we start to believe something about ourselves that's not true. You know, we need to go to the instruction manual and actually see what God actually says about you, what God actually says about that thing. You know, point number two, we need to apply the Bible to our lives. And this is a tricky one. This is a real tricky one. You hear preaching all the time and, and you hear Bible verses all the time. You're like, yeah, that's really good. That's really good. I so wish Jimmy was here to listen to this. Not necessarily Jimmy Kanagi, but, you know, this is the first but first you know, that came to my head. But, you know, how often do we, do we hear a message, oh, that's so good, or I so wish that person was here to hear that. I did that. Um, but in James, James 1, verse 22 to 25, this is a, a really um, challenging scripture for me. It says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Wow. <laughs> Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. Sometimes I wish I could do that. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free. Wow, sets you free. And if you do what it says and don't forget what you've heard. Another one, forgetting what we've heard. 
then God will bless you for doing it. What a great verse. What a great encouragement for our lives. It's challenging, but it's an encouragement. Don't just listen to God's word. Do what it says. <laughs> don't, just, don't just read it and go, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's for someone else. It's for us as Christians to apply it to our lives. You know, it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to forget. I forget my kids' names regularly. You know, you call them the cat's name or um, I called, called Edie Tristan this morning. Tr- Tr- no, you're Edie. Um, looks very similar. That's why I, I, I got that wrong. Um, but, you know, how easy it is to forget the promises. How easy is it to forget the Word of God in our lives when stuff is going on? When situations and circumstances and, am I allowed to say crap? That goes on in our life. It's 5 p.m. It's after school. Yeah, it's a night service. Um, but <laughs> I feel like I'm a Hamish and Andy, you know, they're related. Um, but it's so easy to, to forget what the Word of God actually says. And the more that we're in it, and the more that we have a heart for it. This is, I suppose, my, my um, I suppose call tonight, my challenge tonight. That it's not a religious thing that I'm up here saying, we've got to read our Bibles, we've got to read our Bibles, we've got to read our Bibles. But if we get a heart for the Word of God, we actually have a heart for the Bible, when stuff comes up in our life, our first response isn't necessarily going to be, well, what do I think about it? How am I going to fix this? What am I going to do to get through this situation? But we can go to the Word of God and we can say, what does God say about this? What is God encouraging us in? What are we going to be able to do you know, together in partnership with Jesus to get through this thing in life? Because it's not if, when, if stuff happens in life, it's when. Stuff happens all the time. And tonight I want to encourage us to have a heart to actually wanting to know what this instruction manual is saying. Don't keep it in your bottom drawer. Don't keep it in your bookshelf or in your top drawer if you, if you go to a motel room. Have it in a place, or even on your, on your phone. I, I read the Bible on my phone a lot. But have it in a place where it's accessible, it's easy and train our minds and our hearts to want to get to know what's in this book. Because this is the instruction, man, of what I'm trying to encourage us tonight, to get through life and to encourage us in life, to get the job done right the first time. <laughs> you know, how often do we face the same problem and face the same thing? And we just feel like we're going around in a circle, in a circle, and circle, and we feel like we're doing really good, and then we just get back to the same place. Ask yourself, what is God say about that. You know, the first time we do something, it's easy to forget it. But as I was saying, if we have a heart and a mind to want to continually to get into it, it's going to change our perspective. And that's why it's important to keep, you know, speaking verses and speaking life over our situation, just as the band comes. I want to encourage us tonight that this thing here, it is just a book, okay? It is just a book. But what's inside of it has power. Seriously. It is paper. It is words. But what's inside of this thing has so much power. And time and time and time again, when I've reached out for God, searched for God, and found what He says in this Word, 
It's helped me so much to believe in myself. It's helped me so much to, to get through situations and, and circumstances in life. You know, the other night, I just woke up. It was like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, and God just dropped this thing on my heart. And I just went and searched the Bible. Searched the Bible, searched the Bible, searched the Bible. Until I could find an answer. I went on to Google to find an answer for what does the Word of God... I'm not going to pretend that I'm a Bible scholar up here and know every single verse under the sun. I want to make this easy tonight. <laughs> but I, I went and searched for what God says about that until I got peace about it and spoke it into existence, spoke it into my life, spoke it into the circumstance, spoke it into my situation until I had peace and knew that God had this thing under control. This thing has power. The words in this book have so much power that we apply unto our lives. They do so much. You know what? What, what are we speaking into our lives when life's out of control? You know what? We can look at Romans eight twenty eight, and it says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purposes. Great verse to speak over your life when you're feeling that life is getting out of control. You know, when we're worried, you know, Philippians 4, 6-7 says, Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God will surpass all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. What about when we feel like we want to do something, and we're like, I could never do that. I can't do that. I couldn't do that. I'm not good enough to do that. And we can look at Philippians 4, verse 17, and it says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You know, when we're getting tempted, when temptation comes onto our life and we're, we're feeling like, I don't want to do this thing, we're getting tempted and we're getting tempted and we're getting tempted. You know, we can look at 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. It says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others, others experience. And God is faithful and He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, He will show you a way out so that you can endure that's in this book. It's powerful. We start speaking this stuff over our life and the situations don't seem so big anymore. The problems don't seem so big anymore because we're speaking power. We're speaking the Word and the life of God into these places in our life. Church, when we get this, we don't have to go through life on our own. We don't have to face the problems and the, and the, and the battles and the struggles by ourselves. But we've got a book here full of life, full of power that we can speak into our situations, into our lives to get through it. You know, when we feel like giving up, Galatians 6 verse 9, and let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we will reap a harvest if we do not lose heart. You know, just these simple verses tonight. Search it out, write them down, speak them into your life, believe it. Your life will have, I can't promise you nothing's ever going to happen because it will. But this makes it so much easier to get through. When we know that Jesus Christ is on our side, when He's promised so much, so much in this book, 
He's promised so much into our lives and we just believe it and we just read it and we speak it into our lives. We speak it into our circumstances. We have a heart to want to know Jesus through the Bible. Our relationship with God is going to be so much easier. I can promise you that. You know what? So tonight, I just want to encourage us. Let's read the instruction manual so that when the difficult times come up, when we get that flat pack, we've got no idea how to put it together. You know, when you get this thing that comes up in your life and you go, I've got no idea how to get through this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to get through this. this, is, this I don't, I don't want to even think about this thing. But we go to the instruction manual and we start to see what God says about it. And we start to apply it to our lives. And watch how we'll start getting these, getting through these things the first time. It doesn't necessarily have to be the second or the third or the tenth or the fiftieth. Yeah, we're going to screw up. We're all human. But I want to encourage you tonight. This book here is, has life. And if we, we read it, it's going to help us put that flat pack together. And it's going to encourage us to want to do it again. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, Apes. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.